0: And so yeah, he's he's fucking blown away. Why would that? what would the Duskendale, Duskendale? Duskendale. Duskendale. Where that's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> fucking Duskendale. <laughs> fucking Duskendale. Dude. What up and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate, and I am the best host. Joining me is my brother and co-host Zach.
1: <laughs> redo. We have to redo this episode. Just the episode. I not, just wanted I to come in with my... that. What about Zach? And this is our podcast. Where Take we, two. Where we read a song of ice and fire, and then sometimes have to re-record us reading because a song Zach of ice doesn't and fire. know how to don't remind me dare, that we have dare. a microphone
0: that we're supposed to be using. It's your computer. Oh, so I'm fucking hell, this guy. Anyway, if you've never been here before, we are full spoiler. We will talk about the Song of Ice and Fire series
1: as a whole. Nate like you read it. Dumbly. Whoa. Stupid. Man. You... Stupid thoughts.
0: Anyway, last episode we were reading
1: Arya. Well, technically last episode we were reading Catelyn <laughs> Four. <laughs> Alright. Come... Fucked up the audio, so now we have to redo it. But Actually, it's very serendipitous, because in that interim time, one, we weren't really pleased with the initial. We walked yeah, yeah. away from it with, like, kind of a meh, mainly because we focused more on the doom and gloom that is the foreshadowing that comes up in this Catelyn four chapter. And so, we wanted. there were other bits we wanted to focus in on, which we'll be able to do now in this re-recording. We party. also received a few a ton of correspondence. Shitload of correspondence and it's all wonderfully touching and it warms our little the cockles because that's a fun word <laughs> cockles of our hearts um, but now we we've got to be without manners and talk about this Catlin chapter so then we'll put the uh, the fun well, we also do emails.
0: announcements and hot topics at the beginning of the episode and there we can also mention that Shit. at this point the trailer has released for House of the Dragon
1: it's dope y'all Yo, it's dope. It's really dope.
0: So we are going to, I think we have Yeah, we're just going to do
1: an episode, probably be short like 10- and- 11 minutes or so of us just giving our thoughts. It'll probably end up being about, like an hour and a half. Right, but like, of what we think, what we notice, what we can pick out, the things we're excited for.
0: It's also got me back into, because I still haven't finished Fire and Blood. And Have so, you even started Fire Yes, and Blood? I've oh, read the first okay. like quarter of it like
1: 15 times. So I'm very knowledged in the beginning of Aegon's Conquest. And your boy wants to reread it just because it is a historical Right. Recount of... And so I
0: need to finish that, and now I'm even more pumped because of that. So we will talk about the trailer a bit more on that little dedicated recording. But uh, we'll, to we'll
1: touch on all this again in the small console at the end, as you know. And so, yes, as Nate was saying last episode, we were reading Aria 6. Jesus Christ, well, that was the fight between the Hound and Merit yeah, Dondarrion. Yeah, it was a big one. And, uh, sweet, yes, uh, actually, that was important because uh, the setup of chapters here is very important seeing as Terry and we get his first on page resurrection death and resurrection and then we jump right into Catelyn aka right. Mother Merciless Lady Stoneheart here in a couple chapters
0: yeah. so before we get too far into Catelyn talk there uh, last episode we were reading the aria right. and she saw the fight between Barrack and the Hound the trial we saw Hound's resurrection we saw this sweet setting under the weirwoods doing some crazy stuff A lot of analogies, as we pointed out, to uh, Brendan B. Fish. Brendan B. Fish is uh, the Twitter handle, not the actual Blood Raven, and I just... Threw myself all off. Uh, yeah, I... I Brennan Rivers. I, I confused Brennan Rivers and Brennan B. Fish for a second there, so we're going to skirt past that. All right. Um, but there was a lot of analogies to Brennan Rivers and uh,
1: Bran and Blood Raven up above Yeah, they were in the a wall. terrifying fucking place, and it's hard to figure out what the meaning is in that. Considering that this is all Rolore bullshit under this tree, yet it feels very Children of the Foresty. And so perhaps there's more of a connection between Rolor and the old gods. Ooh, we don't know. It's interesting. Sandor Clegane is amazing.
0: Yeah, he's pretty badass and in gets this chapter.
1: pretty fucked up with his arm Yeah, burnt. he also
0: does a, gets a lot of, we get a lot of information from him about his thoughts on, you know, just being an instrument of destruction. Because everybody uh, else is commanding him.
1: Always horrible, kind of just following orders mentality that he had to sort of partake in being Joffrey's dog of, you know. yeah. Who am I to question a prince when he tells me to go cut down a butcher's boy for making him look like a fucking jackass? Arya didn't like any of that. Of course not. So we we saw how Arya But the hound gets off. Arya's pissed. Beric Dondarrion is raised from the grave thanks to Thoros of Myr and a weird ritual off page that occurs, presumably the kiss of life, with uh, his little... Uh, Barrick squire, Ned, which was a nice little gut punch that George threw in of this right. Ned character being thrown around. But, and
0: the Hound is free of his sins now. He's uh, He's been cleansed. He's free in the eyes so of the So getting
1: gods. a nice glimpse of her future in the last chapter, at the end there, of the raising of Barrick Dondarian, we will now jump to Catelyn Four. And... Mama Stoneheart. Right. Uh, I remember... Our last recording at the top I had said that I fucks with this chapter hard and that still remains. I really like well, the I would imagine, terrible gloomy feeling in this chapter and that was pretty much the basis of our entire first recording was that this chapter is heavily setting up the red wedding. Uh, at yeah, this yeah, p- yeah. point the pieces are all in place, and the last bit, right, with the phrase, occurs we'll here: up. is the agreement to the wedding and the fact that Ralph Stark will be attending. Yeah.
0: yeah. So before we get all into that nastiness, do you? Because we go from Arya six with the raising of of Beric Dondarrion to Catelyn four. We know that death pays for life. Do you think that? Hoster Tully's death here is in any way correlated with the magics there? Uh, other than lives...
1: thematically showing the, the, the sort of Not involved with the magic itself. No, I don't think so sure. at all. Um, Beric Dondarrion's purpose, question mark, question mark, is to raise Lady Catelyn, question mark. And so, yeah, I think Hoster is going out like a G. He's an old man infirm in his bed, and he finally passes, and it's meant to signify this... This cycle that while there are people who are getting off scot-free, we know that Hoster is actually pretty tortured here in his last couple right. of days over his guilt of making Lysa get an abortion. Let and-
0: the kings of winter have their cold crypts under the earth. So Catelyn is immediately drawing our attention to those nasty, nasty cold crypts up in the north. I, I like how she's almost distancing herself from the Starks in this moment, which makes sense. You know, the Lord Tully has just passed, so the Tullys, father. The Tullys
1: drew their strength from the river, and it was to the river they returned when their lives had run its course. Um, I, in preparation for recording now, as we are, I really was thinking about this chapter, just trying to think of it in different, much different ways, and... Yeah. The, this cat, I think it's so interesting that Cat scorns Jon Snow so yeah. much, especially with this chapter. Because all Jon Snow is, is this passage right here, basically. Cat struggles with the same thing that Jon does, that Theon does this duality of who I am. I'm a Tully, I'm a Stark. Here, her father's dying, so the river she's trying to take strength from. So she's yeah she's shunning the Stark a little bit of let them have that cold crypt it's the river where we'll get our power and of course the river that she'll be dragged out of when she's resurrected but it's just interesting that all of these characters Jon Snow as all of us readers know it's Targaryen Stark that's the and right now it's this Stark question mark for him was it lowborn was it highborn it, well who was the woman but Lyanna Rhaegar Stark Targaryen. Catelyn has the Tully Stark, Theon Greyjoy Stark. It's this duality that so many different characters have. Sansa Lannister Stark. It's, it's just super interesting that she, so heavily scorns like Jon and even Theon. She's not fond of Theon, but they're characters that are dealing with the, this exact struggle constantly. Though this is their main demon, where hers, this is a result of her father dying here and sort of pondering the life and death that she's been thrust into in the war losing her sons losing her husband and now her father and the comparison the cold crypt over the rivers like yeah the rivers sort of do sound a little right. more inviting than the cold crypt and i just i it's it's a great opening passage to show where her thought space is at she's home yeah she's been home for a bit now and and she's taking strength from the river the surroundings even in this Horrific for her time. So
0: seven were chosen to push the boat out into the river. Rob, of course, the king in the north. Lord Bracken, Lord Blackwood, Lord Vance, Malister, Sir Mark Piper, and uh, Lame Lothar Frey. Mm -hmm. Lame Lothar was a late addition because Rob had the sense to have one of the other men step aside. Uh,
1: Yeah, Lame Lothar had arrived with the answer that they were anticipating from the twins... <clears throat> As to the remarriage agreement. And so, 40 soldiers had rode escort with them, led by Walder Rivers, the eldest of Walder Frey's bastard brood. And Edmure got all pissed off about this because they arrived hours after Hoster's passing. And he's pissed off that a cripple and a bastard were sent to treat with them. And Kat's like, yeah, feeling well, all well, they're phrased a dickhead. So, like, just shut up and we're going to fucking deal with
0: it. Right. He's going to do anything he can. That's as petty as possible.
1: But Rob is smart as shit and at least has the courtesy to greet them and ask Desmond Grell to step aside so that Lolthar could have the honor of sending Lord Hoster on his final voyage. And indeed he does. The Seven launched the boat and Catelyn watched from the battlements as she had so many <laughs> times watched her father ride off down those rivers and come back.
0: And then she starts thinking about Bran and Rickon and how they'll be there greeting him on the other side. Mm-hmm. Nah, not going to happen.
1: Nah. Well, they're they're not dead. Right. So not right now, no. Uh, I think you mentioned it last time we were recording that you thought it was interesting that she doesn't think Ned will be waiting for him. Right. Do you think that's because Ned's bones haven't made it to Winterfell? See, uh, I again,
0: I think it's more the – he goes to the crypts of Winterfell. He's not there yet, but that's where they're – like, it's this – stocks have their own kind of hell. Well, right, and she even says, let the kings of winter have their cold crypts, you know, under the, the earth – that's I feel like not a a physical thing, but the the spiritual thing. They go to this crypt place. They don't get to spare. the Tullys go to the river. And the Tullys go to this river. So the, like that, it's so all she's... these
1: separated heavens. That's like right. That yeah, sucks, yeah. man. Well,
0: They're two different gods too. They worship the different. You know, there's the gods of the north, and then there's the seven. Sure. And so yeah, why wouldn't there be two separate afterlives? You know, the this is bullshit. I know.
1: Let Cat and Ned rest <laughs> um, together. I,
0: but that leads me to that saying that is she stating in her mind that Bran and Rickon are more Tully than they
1: are Stark. Ooh, those is fighting words, Catelyn.
0: Because why else would she assume that they're going to be there? Why would sure. because because they're not kings? Yeah, yeah they're yeah, still yeah, Northmen, North boys, North Northerners, and so yeah. What? Is, why do they get? to go down to the nice sunny beaches on the the edge of the river and mm. chill with some coconuts and whatever's on the I don't know do coconuts grow on the edge of rivers anywhere probably somewhere so fucking get <laughs> out of my face with it <laughs>
1: Edmure shows how mediocre he is at everything here and uh in so
0: uh oh no that's further down when it's actually lit
1: uh entire. what pisses me off about this scene is not the fact that he misses you know, everybody, everybody fucks up. Nobody's perfect all the time. I get that. It's the fact that like Blackfish offers to help, and it's like, hey, you know, l- let me let me try. And he's like, no, nah, I, I fucking got it, Uncle. Like, back the shit off. And it's like, all right, now you just look like a fucking huge jackass. And then you, you, even
0: more so when you miss that. Third right. Shot. That's what
1: I mean. And then you continue to miss, and then you have to thrust the bow at your uncle. Here, jerk, Stop being such a nice guy. Walk away, and like. Brendan then fucking sends it without even looking at the air. Right. And that's
0: my favorite part of that is where Kat says she didn't even think it had time to light <laughs> before it was in the air. And then all of a sudden she saw the spark of the flame and boom, kills
1: it. Swag. Like it just, like fireworks exploded in the sky that red swag like, as he turned around. It was
0: basically Robin Hood men in tights when. Uh, Carrie Elwes Elwes Elwes, Elwes? 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 He gets his foot cut off and saw. <laughs> right. When he rereads the script and he's like, oh, I am supposed to win this shit. And he, like, homing devices his arrow through the back of the target. <laughs> this thing's just, like, speeding through the air and just blah, right in the middle of where
1: it needs to go. Yeah, dude, it's sick. Perfect. The boat catches, Catelyn sees it as an outline, and she can hear her father whisper, watch for me, little cat. <laughs> Dude, it's sad. Martin Page's a beautiful picture here. She reaches out blindly, groping for Edmure's hand, but his masculine pride has been wounded, so he's storming away to brood over on the battlements. And so her Uncle Blackfish took her hand instead, and together they watched the burning boat recede in the distance. And then it was gone. And I like this moment a lot. I just think it's really cute. Cat and the Blackfish having a moment. I wanted to sing it because it just yeah, I like Breaks it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, like the that. way the 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 sun, the rising sun, is like framed right in front of them. They see the boat. It's on fire. It gets merged into the sun, the rising sunlight, so they can't even really see it anymore. But they know it's so there. Like how
0: many other figures have gotten such an honorable funeral in this series? Right in like, this series as a whole. Like he gets to go down in sunset. Not that he in, deserves it. In the way that. Like, you would expect the Lord of the Riverlands to go at sunset, down the river, with the, in a blaze of glory, right. pushed off by the king in the north himself. Right. You know, all these things. Why does Hoster Tully get such a beautiful send-off? The only other person that... No, there's fucking nobody. <laughs> like, nobody gets as close to this as any... I guess the closest thing would be, like, Duncan Egg, because they go out in a blaze of
1: glory also. How... Wow!
0: <laughs> I
1: this is so back to this chapter. You're a fucking monster! Look at the waveform that you, you just made me do. <laughs> I didn't make you do anything. You absolute fucking heathen! Yo, he gave Lisa tansy. Dude. I fuck <laughs> Hoster. You're more of a monster than Hoster Tully at this moment. <laughs> dunk and egg oh, no. well like egg questionable but dunk. Egg. oh, oh <laughs> fucking christ back back to uh back to uh Edmure gets her once surrounded by well-wishers and his knights murmuring condolences for his lord father passing and blackfish is like hey there's no shame in missing the shot like it, it happened to me with mine and hoster's father and cat's like yo you only missed once, though. You got it on your second. Right. Shot. Wasn't
0: it his uncle, though? It wasn't. Oh, him. maybe was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think it was his uncle. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: but like cat, even cats, like yeah. And me, just kind of sucked, though. Like just, it.
0: It reminds me, actually, and I hate to say it, of Bran almost. And Arya, because they have that scene early on. Is that no? That's that happens here in the books too. In Game of Thrones, I think maybe. If not, I'm pretending it does. I think it's a showism. Well, it's a good analogy, and so just showing that almost sibling, like you, you just
1: not not everybody's going to be good at archery. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. (laughs) You are (laughs) not that guy. Trust me, pal. Edmure. Yeah, Cat knows he's taking it hard, though, because last night, he broke down drunk, or the night before Hoster's death, he broke down drunk and wept, full of regrets and words unsaid. And he asks if Hoster spoke of him at the end. Did he, Cat? Did he ask of me? And Cat's like, nah, his last words were fucking tansy, whatever the shit that means. I wish. And Edmure, uh, but she lies and tells him that, yes, he did, and Edmure's like, oh, thank you. I,
0: once again, this is it, it, she's. We just talked about how she's dissecting her character, the Tully, to the, to yep. the Starks. This is Ned. The lie? The lie about the last words right. yeah, yeah, of sure. a loved one. Promise me, Ned. This is what... He, oh, this is the complete opposite of what he said. Watch this has for nothing me, to do with yeah. what he says.
1: No. Th- and, and yet like, I'm going to... This, this, like, yeah, it absolutely, I think, is a parallel to that. But this is... In... Hoster's beautiful ceremony, his send off that he just get. This is the reveal that he's not, he's not this great, beautiful, right. rising sun lord. Right, that deserves know. this. He literally forced his daughter to abort a child, and it kind of made her fucking crazy for it. And like, and that's what's so like, the Hoster war-
0: Tully's the cause of the of Lisa being the insane
1: kings. and being manipulated by Peter. The sure, yeah, absolutely. He devastated this young girl, his daughter forced her to drink fucking tea that caused an abortion because it was Peter Baelish's kid. Like, I, I understand the circumstances were rough surrounding it, but, like, yeah, he de- and he regrets it. He knows he's a piece of shit in death. That's why he's calling it out. And I just love the way it's kind of... Cat's not giving any thought to it, really, because it's it, maybe it was a mistress after mother, but I don't know.
0: It really brings to mind the lines of the about the maesters that the story the history is written from the eyes of the victor yeah right Kat though is the one that's getting to write how this guy is what kind she's the one who put together the pieces well right in but, death
1: you want to remember the best parts of people right. she doesn't want to you know think about her father's cause I believe she when he first mentions it she first hears it she thinks it's a mistress or something and she just you know why would I want to think about my father's mistress when he's dead and it's not a mistress it's much worse it's fucking horrid but yeah it's it's good stuff man and Blackfish and Cat then join Rob and his bannerman and Rob immediately hugs his mom as one is wont to do and Jane and Rob then both express their regrets at not knowing Hoster Tully better and Cat recalls that there's been no word from Lysa at this point which you know why would there be Lysa well I mean why would she be upset over her father's Death. Yeah, I mean she that, and
0: that's what's so because Kat hasn't put together everything, right? At this yeah, point. yeah. And so she doesn't know that. N- no wonder Lysa's never given a fuck about hoster dying. I mean, whether it be because of you know be being driven by her madness or the harbored hatred. Right. Absolutely. Repeat after
1: enough. me: It's okay to disown your toxic family. For real, like yeah, no, fuck you, old man. Rot in that boat, bitch. <laughs> Like, I I don't blame Lysa for being—I mean, like, again, because there are no black and white strokes in Martin's story. Has Lysa done some terrible, questionable, awful things? Of course. Yes, but is that derived from the trauma that she suffered as a young girl who was forced to abort her child? Absolutely. fucking lutely So, Hoster— Not having all of his children and all of his family by his bedside is Hoster's fault. And there's nothing fucking to that other than that. And that's the interesting bit here where Kat, it's painted as this, oh, like, fuck Lysa, how dare she not be here for her father's death? But why would she be here? She's protecting her son from her father. Why would she want to bring her little boy, which obviously she's a little crazy concerned over, Again, why wouldn't she be when her own father fucking killed her right. first one? Like, it's this w- layer yeah. within layer of just, it's all about the individual. And the way Cat is painting it right now is this picturesque funeral in the middle of wartime. So, of course, he would have a warrior's death. Yeah. Tully hasn't raised his fucking blade this entire so At war. Like, not to say he's not a great warrior or yeah, what but
0: now that you bring up that with his going down and we'll get back to the messages that they're not receiving. Right. Um <clears throat> Kat is building up this funeral for her father. She's resurrected on the shores of a riverbank. Right. And so there's that he gets this beautiful ceremony on the shore. Oh,
1: and hers is she's horrible, gross. Awful. Bloody, yeah. And like pulled out in the middle of the night by a wolf and then kissed you by... You wasted the good funeral.
0: It's like you wasted the good <laughs>
1: surprise. <laughs> we wasted the good surprise on you! <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah. We wasted the good funeral on you! Yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, Catelyn has never... I mean, other than really her treatment of John, which absolutely is questionable, she never forced Sansa to have an abortion. She never... You know, forced Arya into being this perfect little lady. She, you know, not assigned sure in that her, direction. Assigned her to Septimo Mordain, but, but every lady right. in the kingdom is
0: uh, not, again still, the, you know, the I imagine there,
1: smirked but. and put her arm around Ned's waist when Arya was roughing it in the dirt with the boys, right. and you know, was and he holding watching her proudly. It doing yeah, her like so. Catelyn so deserves perfect, more of the.
0: Setting sun. We haven't heard from King's Landing about the girls.
1: Brienne and Cleos—they should have made it by now. Oh,
0: what a wonderful person Cleos was! Is was was poor. Yeah, he got his head mushed.
1: Uh, Catlin wants to hope that maybe Brienne's on her way here now with the girls.
0: (sighs) Where? See, we we were of the group, but. Of all the bullshit that Sansa catches for her hopeful optimism, her naive mm-hmm. dreamings, why is Catelyn never caught shit for like, really? Like, I get the grief stricken like thoughts. Right, things it's, like it's that. this
1: one hope of this one really? ray maybe in the gloom. Like, come on, yeah, come it's, on, it's that's it, and she even knows it's a stretch. Like, it probably not, but you know, others come up to Rob to offer condolences and Cat stands aside, but then joins him again as lame Lothar Frey approaches, and he requests an audience with King Rob later this evening. Rob agrees, compliments are exchanged, and they leave, and so... after Man, I like Lothar Frey. Do you? Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's a great player of the game. <laughs> uh, after some more w- well-wishers, Rob asks his mother to walk with him, and... She notes here that Rob has been kind since his return to River Run, but he seldom seeks her out anymore. And then goes into it that Jane now makes him smile. I have nothing to share with him but grief. And that's, I mean, she kind of nails the head on, hits the nail on the head with that one. Like, to to Rob, Catelyn is Ned and, and Bran so, and And so, once again...
0: It is okay to disassociate from your toxic right. family. Um, he's going where he's happy. What pl- like not that it's the right decision, but you know if if that's what Jane is doing, and not just necessarily sexually, right? You know they they like spending time with each other. Why deprive him of that? I also know?
1: think it's interesting that she keeps uh, basically to Rob. She epitomizes everything that is Stark. While she's feeling so mighty Tully here, like, to Rob, she is Winterfell. She is the destroyed ruin that is his home that he'll find out about here in a minute. But that, that, like, she is Ned, she is Bran, she is Rickon. It's all these Winterfell things. Reminders of home. And early on we learn that Rob is the most Tully of her children. He has the auburn curly hair. And yet there's really no mention to his tulliness of him potentially drawing strength from the river. Rob's in the Godswoods this chapter. Rob doesn't go to the river for strength, right. even though he is the most Tully of her children. And so I think it's interesting that while Cat feels all tullied up, it's more the Stark prominence that's still radiating. Rob doesn't even have fucking Grey Wind with him, and Dude. it still feels more Stark. Presence than Tully here in Cat and Rob's interactions. And, yeah. the uh, He also seemed to be enjoying Jane's brothers as well, the company of Rollam taking the place of Bran and Reynold as part Theon, part Jon Snow, which uh, is astute. You know, Rob is filling in with people that are familiar, trying to fill in his losses. And he brings up Oh, wait, I skipped my bit. He sends Jane off and then leads her to the Godswood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not to the River's Edge. The she, Godswood.
0: Yeah, and she starts thinking about their, the night before when, when Edmure was drinking and shit and how he was talking about the Glovers uh, losing a battle over at Duskendale. Duskendale. At fucking Duskendale. A loss to Randall Tarley. Them motherfuckers. Robert Glover was captured. And Rob will be play, is planning on trading uh, Martin Lannister Kevin's for him. Son, yeah. uh, Williams' t- uh, twin. William is one of the twins that was killed by C- Lord Karstark. Yeah. And so yeah, he's he's fucking blown away. Why would they? What would they? For Duskendale. Duskendale. Take. Duskendale. We're, where? That's in the middle of nowhere. Fucking <laughs> Duskendale. Fucking Duskendale, dude. It's
1: yeah. crazy. He then laments. He says, "Mother, you were right. I should have traded Jamie for Sansa." and wed Sansa Dolores, and then we would have had all the might of Highgarden with us. I have won every battle, he says, yet somehow I am losing the war. Oh, Rob, the war is already pretty much done for you, my bud. But, cat no, she can't let him despair. She can't let him go down this fucking rabbit hole of fuck, fuck, everything's terrible. So she tells him that Ned would be proud of him, and I agree, I think Ned would. I definitely think that that... Yeah, yeah, I definitely think in so. the Godswood, and with what he's dealing with right now, I think that's really the only thing she could potentially say. Not that it works; it's not an immediate, you know. You just say oh that hey, I'm now. depressed. You should be happy, like because I was going to a... say
0: Ned could be Ned could be watching him, and then I realized Brown's Bran could be watching. Life. This is a like these are the kind of key moments to keep an eye on, right? That, like Bran, this is keeping Bran informed of. Or will one day, like and that's what's wild is right now. Brand's on his way to the wall, right? And so he'll
1: be downloaded to this. He's information, looking, but he's also currently he is watching, watching at the moment. This. Yeah,
0: and or if he doesn't, Brendan Rivers does, sure. and when he takes over the knowledge of the you know three eyed crow that. Yeah, he's th- this is how he will learn about what was occurring or what was supposedly occurring, how
1: things occurred. Yeah, occur- Bloodraven's like, a fucking boyer. It's fucking and wild. And yeah, could potentially be watching this conversation as well.
0: So do you think that that means, after what we saw in the last chapter with Arya, that they can see through just the eyes of the Weirwood? Or can they look through the roots and see what the fuck happened well, that's the Dondarian.
1: basically why they lost the South, right? was because the trees were cut down, and so I don't think they can see through the stumps. That makes sense. Yeah, I think they need the actual astute, eyes. Which is rare
0: from you. Which
1: is, it's oh, so fuck nice. yourself, Mr. Summerhall. I gorged on grief. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rob has some more news. and Cat, uh, He says it's Sansa, oh. and Kat's immediately like, she dead. Says, she, she she My baby girl dead. And he's like, no, 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 no. They just married her to the imp. And and, and Kat's like, oh, fuck. I should have let Lysa throw his little ass out that moon door. Yeah. And then they continue on. Rob basically is pissed that he can't do anything and wants to. His men are getting restless. He wants to move on. But Kat starts kind of tripping out and worries that if he dies.
0: I did want to mention the the point that Kat was upset that, Tyrion betrayed his oath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. would send them down, and Rob mentioned that oath-breaking runs in their blood. And I just really, I like the way that Martin twisted that so easily. And it's not hard to twist that one in particular, when Tyrion, to some extent, does have Sansa's best interest in mind. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's very loose. I'm I'm saying that very loosely. He he has a better interest in mind for her than any other person in King's Land.
1: Sure, for the certainly
0: any other Lannister. Especially any other Lannister. And so for Tyrion, again, spe- and we're going to be getting that soon with him, his his trial and everything, to be cast as the imp so heavily in these chapters than to see it directly from his chapters and hit those points of view where he's a... He's a monster in King's Landing to all his friends and family. Yeah. Quote, unquote. I mean,
1: he gets pretty fucking monstrous. Yeah, he does. So, yeah, Kat starts tripping out about Rob, and if anything should befall him, I would go mad, Rob, she says, which is the literal portrait of what happens. So, hey, good job, Catelyn. And suddenly she is just hit with a wave of dread, and she suggests kneeling. Is kneeling not an option? No. And Rob recoils physically and says, never. No, yeah, never. never. And he asks if her intent is peace with the Lannisters, and she asks him if that is so bad. And he says, yes, the Lannisters killed my father. And asks if she has forgotten that. And not even a
0: pretend mention of a Baratheon killing his father. Like, again, they're the ones that are all for the he's a bastard. Right, or right, everything. right. It's just so... I like how ingrained it is in them that no the Lannisters did this yeah. There's, Robert
1: had nothing to do with that shit I it, like
0: Robert he's a nice guy he's a drunk ass she
1: asks him do you think I've forgotten that and he says I don't know have you and Ooh. she wants to hit him and she almost does but it's an effort to remind herself how frightened he must be as well and says that the choice is his but to her his life is worth more than the song of how he died in battle and so she turns to leave to go he asks his leave to go, and he grants it, and then draws his blade for some reason. So
0: I think that the reason Martin did that is to show how true she was and how much of a child he is still. That he still is drawing that blade without any particular Intent to use No it. intent to use it, because Ned would never do that, unless he's going to clean it. To clean it by the heart tree. But he didn't just behead anybody. Right. I guess he could be going to sharpen it, sure. but he's... He's pulling it out in aggression, and that childlike, like I just need to cut something. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the, I need to go sharpen this. I guess I'm being presumptive. You
1: no, know, I mean, I, I it see just... it as more childish as well, because even cats, like, that's kind of weird, but... Whatever, and it's a couple hours later that she is summoned to dinner by Rallum Westerling, Rollum. who reminds her of Bran because so dutiful and diligent. He's a young kid, <laughs> and any young kid he's now aspired. reminds her of one of her children. And at dinner, Rob is cool. Edmure surly, so su- surly. Jesus, what was that word? There? Hello, surly. surly. Got it. But lame Lothar is the model of courtesy. Walder River is the opposite, a harsh, sour old man.
0: Yeah, so while uh, Lothar Frey is kind of leading the charge, offering his condolences and just speaking up the compliments, everything necessary... uh the rivers bastard whose name just Walter. Thank you. Uh there's so many fucking Walders is the problem that it's just you don't think that this one is also a Walder and then he's also a fucking Walder, so there's just so many of them. Wal- Wal- and yeah, he's just kind of enjoying the food. Whatever. But time to drop some bombs.
1: We yeah. got a letter. The, well from- the Queen and the Westerlings excuse themselves so that Rob and the phrase can get down to business. But first, yes, Lothar and Frame informs Kat and Rob that Walder and Walder, Walder and Walder, Walder and Walder Little and Associates. right. Cat's uh, wards are currently at the Dreadfort. There was a battle, and Winterfell has been burned.
0: They were saved, or received, anyway, The uh, at the Dreadfort, along with women and children who fled by the bastard of Bolton himself. And Rob's like, fucking what? No. That dude's dead, and he was a monster. He wouldn't take in the women and children. What if he's hungry? Gross.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um He says, that uh, your Castellan was slain, Sir Roderick, and Catelyn is sad about uh, that for a I'm moment. Sad.
0: Well she also tra like right on top of living there with him since forever. She traveled with him down to King's Landing and then back up north with him to the the crossroads. Is that where they departed with each other? Uh, no, it was here. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Maybe Harrenhal. Did she go to Harrenhal?
1: Maybe White Harbor, I think. Something like that. Yeah. I, I, Jesus. Books Warner are going places. Uh, but, yeah, Rob is confused because Ramsey's supposed to be dead, but Lothar's like, I only know it was in the letter. There was no mention made of Theon. Lord Bolton may know more. And he offers to postpone their business, but Rob wants to make it done. Do it now. And Edmure does too, so that's important. And... It's said that Lord Frey will agree to the marriage alliance, granted that Rob apologizes in person. And Kat's red flag alert is like, whoop, 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 whoop. No, But. Didn't take heed. Nope. Lady Rosalind is offered to Edmure, 16, the youngest of Lord Frey and her mother from House Rosby. And you will say yes now or fuck off. Yeah, Edmure wants to meet her. Uh-uh. He fears, uh, Lord Walder Frey fears his death is imminent and would absolutely just dissolve the alliance, and it would put his heart at ease to see Rosalind safely wed. And, ah, uh, Cat thinks that we all want Lord Walder to die happy, which, oof, 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 Martin. Rob asks for a moment to consult in the phrase leave. Nate's computer's making noises because he's not professional. <sighs> <laughs> you
0: interrupted me and threw me off earlier with your phone fucking ringing in your pocket. Don't come at me.
1: Edmure's pissed, as Nate is. I'm pissed. And but. says that as Walter's liege lord, yada 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 yada, my dick is bigger. And Catelyn tries to talk him down. He immediately says his answer is no, and Rob, kind of being like, sigh, uh, won't command you, but if you refuse, there's no hope of alliance. So, like, if you say no, we lose. We, we lose because we can't get up north. We can't. So, Edmure argues some more, and Rob kind of starts getting pissed off that he has to go to the north. Like, he can't be a king when his home is burned and shit is like yeah. that's allowed to happen.
0: And so, that's where they have to head anyway, and without this consent, then they're fucked. And so
1: all, Yeah, and the cause is lost. Blackfish Edmure, is like, hey, also, remember when you... Fucked up at the Battle of the Forge <laughs> and wanted to make amends. You wanted to repent. So, Edmure kind of
0: dumb. I'm midget. not doing it because you're telling me to do it. I'm doing it because I want to do yeah, it.
1: Yeah, he's making a dumb joke, and then he agrees to do it. And that is the close of Catelyn IV. So, the Red Wedding is on, It is?
0: Is that hinted at in there?
1: I hate you. Oh, I just want to roll you into a ball and throw you into the ocean. That's messed up. Yeah. That's messed up. Let's convene our small councils, get inductees, and more importantly, listener inductees.
0: Splish splash, I'm hopping out of the ocean because you threw me in there with... Oh, sweet. Continuity. Yeah. That's dope. Staying with it. Small council time. Small council time. Which means we're going to be giving our inductees. Right Do you have yours chosen? Yeah. Good.
1: Blackfish. Of course. For just... Be in there. Predict. Just being a guy and the hand holding scene I think is adorable and I loved it mm. and it warmed my heart. So Blackfish, because Andy gets to call Edmure out at the end being like, yo, you're dumb, so Battle of the Fords. Yep, gotcha. Got him. Got him. So yeah. Nice. Brendan. Cool. I like Brendan. Uh mine is going
0: to little Rollem Westerling. <laughs> little Squire for, for Rob Stark. He's just He's a dutiful little guy. He's cruising around this place, probably having a blast. Like, it's wartime. He's just a little tyke that's running around squiring it up. So... I bet he actually plays with...
1: Grey Wind out in the yard sometimes. Roll him. He's the only person. <laughs> we <Will> you stop? <laughs> my word. Nah, the Westerlings are all punk asses that are scared of Grey Wind.
0: He's just a child. Roll And he's a badass child. And so I'm giving it to Roll
1: So there needs to be Fuck House of the Dragon. We need Roll Westerling spinoff. And Roll needs to be played by Willem Dafoe. Roll <laughs> I don't like you anymore. So... Uh, I like that inductee. We did get inductees <laughs> you know? from some of the listeners. So we've got one from Kristen here. And Kristen has quite a lot to say on this chapter, starting with the funeral. is very telling, of course, the red wedding. The Tully's laid at the bottom of the river and uh, are being laid to rest at the bottom of the river. And Cat will be pulled from the river. And her inductee will be Walder Rivers. He plays an impeccable game. Polite as all get out, but still firm in the fact that his house was slighted and did not indicate in the least that they are planning to savagely murder the Starks. Well done, Walder. Thanks, Kristen. Yak, 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 Yeah, he is He's impeccable here. All <sniffs> oh, uses his P's and Q's and thank yous and hellos and I goodbyes. And I like that guy. What up? we doing this? Gotcha. Come over to our place. It'll be ticka, ticka, ticka. sweet. <laughs> you guys want to come spend the night? Thanks, Kristen.
0: Also, we received some correspondence from our friend Karen. Karen... Also mentioned the kings of winter having their cold crypt under the earth. Uh, Rip Hoster, you kind of sucked, but hey, at least you weren't Edmire. Mm. Uh, she did in give us in her inductee what, uh, which was I'm I'm Yeah, like you, you you suck. It's always during the inductee. Yeah, you sorry, ruin listeners. everyone's I'm inductee. I'm just I'm so excited to read the listener inductees because they're always so much better than yours. And then you are over here just doing stupid Zach shit. Karen's inductee is cat for a strong sense of foreboding and because I know what's coming. So good con- inductee. You good? I'm good. Okay. I'm, I don't know, man. All right. I don't know what's happening. Uh,
1: we here. also got a Catlin for inductee from Amanda. Amanda. Amanda says, so for this cat chapter, I got to say I'm really feeling like an Edmure sympathizer. <laughs> Poor dude lost his daddy and couldn't shoot the arrow to light his funeral pyre. I imagine that was a huge hit to his ego which maybe he deserved, but I just can't bring myself to give my first official inductee to Edmure. So my inductee's going to Rob! I love Rob. Good save. That was close. I love Rob for what feels like Such a short time that we have him. I really liked that he didn't command Edmure to marry and let it be his choice. He just kind of lays the guilt trip on him, you know. That was my addendum, not hers. (laughs) And let's just take a moment to revel in the thought that the worst possible outcome of this wedding is that Edmure might get an ugly wife. That's not the worst of it. That's not the worst of it. Ned broke his leg and Edmure's gotta marry an ugly wife. Amanda... Thanks, that's a great Appreciate one it. for not inducting Edmure. So
0: I don't believe the next two write-ins have inductees for this one, nope. but we did receive some wonderful correspondence. Um, I'm gonna butcher this, but I think it's just Sophie. Sophie. And so I hope so, but uh, maybe not. My bad. If <laughs> I'm I, I'm just terrible with names. So he wrote in and says that he caught up. He? Can't I think? Am I... I I don't know. They. They. They, they, they wrote in, I don't know. I'm a fucking terrible person. I'm We're sorry. We're dumb Americans. They listen to the episodes and they can't wait for us to get to the Red Wedding. We are super excited to record that one as mm-hmm. well. I'm probably going to Red Wedding Zach during that episode just oh, for shit. you people. And so the more exciting episode, in my opinion, is the one after the Red to Wedding. You on CNN? When Zach returns. No. As Lady Stoneheart himself. So. Thank you so much. All the way from Hungary. Uh, again, I butchered your name. I apologize, but thank you so much for writing it Yeah, we appreciate you it. You want to do the next one and not yes, fuck it up like uh, I do?
1: Again, not an inductee for Cap, but that's <laughs> okay. We have this one coming in all the way from Rio de Janeiro. Fuck yeah. And this is from Victor, and Victor... One, uh, you are absolutely forgiven for any English mistakes because... Did who, you hear what I just did to n- the, right. the last Nate can hardly English. speak, and like, who the fuck wants to speak English anyway, you know? And There's so many yeah. cool languages. But actually. he's been listening for a while and wanted to thank us, and uh, that's... Fixed. No, sir. No. Thank right. you. Um, fantastic. Um, He only did an initial dive, so he's looking forward to getting a lot more details, and that's fantastic. So hopefully you'll keep reading along with us and be able to dive a little deeper in. He's currently on John 2 on Clash. But he uh is trying to catch up. Well, he'll so. be up here soon. Right. Hopefully he'll hear this and it will inspire him to begin writing us inductees. Do it. And so this was his first contact. He just wanted to Introduce, introduce himself. Introduce himself Thank and you. welcome to the Brotherhood. Uh both Sophie, hopefully that's your name, and Victor. From Victor. Hungary and Rio, Rio de Janeiro, respectively. Appreciate
0: your write ins. If you would like to write in, like all of these lovely listeners have, you can get us a many of ways. Zach, do you want to give those? Yeah, I didn't think so.
1: Patreon.com so, slash without manners. Don't look at my Patreon. Notebook. Without manners, brotherhood at Gmail. If you would like to write us an email, as many of our inductee listeners do, there is the Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. Yes. yes,
0: yeah. Which you can also get access to the private Facebook group by going to the Patreon. You also have to shoot us a message so that you can let us know that you're who the fuck you say you are from Patreon, so Whoa. that we know, dude. Don't cast shade on me right now. I'm on a roll. Call me an oak. You can also visit our website, BrotherhoodWithout.com, and you know what we're without. You after the red wedding episode,
1: I fucking quit anyway. <laughs> so go fuck yourself. Anyway,
0: thank you all for joining um, us. We're we not done. Re-
1: There's other stuff. Let me, she, Like God, he's just been talking. You know, folks. Like this is what I deal with. Dunkin' Egg, Patreon listeners, we very much so plan on getting you the next episode out. Hey, Mister, I'm
0: gonna block out the next group of pages so that we can get that Patreon up. They're already order. blocked
1: out. Oh, you're just an asshole. Right. Man, I've I've just got to get the page numbers to Nathan. And uh, let me tell you, it's really hard to coordinate and communicate with him. So that's why it I takes don't get why. And so yeah, right. Uh, no, expect some Dunkin' Egg. We're very excited to get into that. Start knocking those out a little more uh, on regularly? schedule regularly. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, English, big words, difficult. dude. They're hard. Uh, we also announced at the top of the episode that
0: we the the trailer is out, uh, the yeah. House of Dragons trailer. And so with that, there's. Probably we, we finished up this, the Game of Thrones show with the last season because yeah. we had just started recording around that right. that last season. And so we're, there's talks in the air about if we're going to pick something up, start recording about the show, we will at least be putting together something for the trailer. Yeah, so we're going to do probably a real
1: at. short little just, you know, discussion on the trailer and, and things that we saw. And, and so expect
0: that soon if... Uh, if and when we get that. Yeah, that'll probably... probably
1: just be tossed at you kind yeah. of randomly. It'll probably hit Patreon first. Right, for, and then we'll, we'll make bit. some then... announcements when it does come out because it probably won't be. We do plan on getting back into a schedule here. Uh, again, nate, Nate's nate been dealing with a ton of promotions at work. Yeah, man. I myself have been getting some work and promotions, so things are moving in our personal lives as and well. More, and more stable. So right, now that we have, have schedules and things locked down, we're going to get this podcast back out of schedule because you guys have made it very, very, very clear that you are here for the run of it, and we want to do that with you. So, to wins and beyond, uh, or to dance and beyond, because that's the current stuff we have, but, yeah, we don't plan on
0: stopping. Uh, oh, I think it's at uh, spring 2022 is when they're expecting the release for House of the Dragons. Uh, House of Dragons. And so... Part of me, and this is the optimist, because you know that's what we're always doing over here while we're throwing out our fuck yous. Uh, maybe that means that there's some kind of news in the in the hey the winds in the of the future for some. I'm some a book hopeless stuff.
1: romantic. You can call me a sweet summer child if you want to be patronizing. Sure, um, uh, I. I, I've heard nothing but good news from George. He, you know, it seems like he's been getting some good work in it. He sounds so, confident. Right. I'm confident. I, yeah, if he's we hopeful, I'm hopeful. Right, and he'll get it out to us Do as you, soon boo. as he thinks he's that it's He's out there writing.
0: Right. He's making cool stuff. Like, I've only delved
1: briefly into the wild card stuff, but it's cool stuff. I've been re, Nate knows this, I've been re into my theories, the- uh, especially Euron theories. George R.R. R. Martin has to write Euron and what he's doing, okay? this poor man can okay. only do that right. for so long before like, he falls into the abyss himself and begins losing pieces of himself. He's got to summon eldritch horrors, okay? It, it, it's going to take some time to Get write it with some spice. So. Right. So... We love... If, obviously, George will never hear oh, right. this, but... Have we even we said, said you, what George our next Martin. chapter is? No, I'm, I was okay, getting, that's cool, what cool. you cut
0: me off from earlier when I was well, getting see, ready it to Well, see, it was way too early,
1: yeah. Holy we shit. had a lot more to say. Anyway, You're welcome.
0: We're reading Davos 4 next, yes. I believe.
1: Davos 4 and uh, get us inductees for that. Davos, Sir Alistair. A lot of
0: you have, just because, again, we've been, sure, been sitting yeah. We had to re-record this one, which
1: uh, hopefully you find it as wonderful as we have. Right, this is the second recording of it, but... Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it, it's been a much better discussion I'd this be time clear. around. After Davos 4 we have Jamie 5, so we'll be catching back in mm-hmm. with our one-armed knight who is struggling to re his family identity and his self. But aren't we all? Fellow de Harris! Peace.